And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 124 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Tim. Hey, Tim. What's up? How's it going? Fantastic. How about for you guys? Super good. Pretty good, yeah. I I have had, of the three of us, I think the most peaceful week this week. <laughs> I would agree with that. I've Definitely. been scheduling some interviews that we'll be doing as post-Dragon Con yes. coverage. Sounds exciting. We've got two on the calendar already with two or three more to go. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those will be fun. They will be fun. Secret knowledge that I have. I'm very excited. Uh, other than that, getting ready for... If only I knew already who these people might I know. be. Uh, there's oh, one I don't think you no. do. Uh, yeah, no, I don't there's think I do. There's one I didn't tell you. Oh, saving it even for me. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm just getting ready for the stage management gig I've got coming up. Trying to switch gears from Dragon Con mode into let's run a show mode. <laughs> I wonder if that means it's gonna it's gonna switch soon from us being super busy to Alex being super busy. Yes, we'll that's exactly what it means. Be also, Alex is super busy. <laughs> I don't think my um, being. Hey, you know what? I was trying to have some hope that maybe I wouldn't I know, be super busy for like a little bit. Maybe yeah. it's an inverse correlation thing. Maybe the busier I get, the more downtime you have. I doubt. I mean that's that sucks. Don't get me wrong, but that would be great. But <laughs> maybe it's maybe. only one of us. One of us at any one time can have some some downtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I like, well, oh man, what was that game? Oh the <laughs> the the what was it? Jungle Cat Brian Chair. That's what it was. That's like yeah. One always defeats the other one. Okay. Goes around in a circle. Yeah. Nice. I had forgotten about that already. But oh, that's no, true. I haven't. That's, yeah. I have that's no what idea I, what you're talking about. It was about. The, last, the last time Tim was on and we talked about uh, Swamp Thing. Oh. Instead of rock, paper, scissors, we yeah. developed yes. Yes. Chair okay. Beats okay. Jungle got Cat. It. Got it, got it, got it. Which yeah. is how I play the Brian. game now. Yes. Brian Beats Chair. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I forgot. It needs to be a thing. I derped. I derped so yeah. hard. I'm tired, you guys. <laughs> Maybe we're just like quantum entangled in our work-life balance and we must both find it to either have it. No. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> but speaking of quantum entanglement, Ant-Man and the Wasp, number five. I knew that that was exactly why you said that. <laughs> like, pointedly, why you said that. I mean, it wasn't the only reason, but it's why I doubled <laughs> back to it, even though the conversation had moved on. <laughs> good, good, yes. Yep. So, this is a fun, weird book, huh? It's so fun and weird. Also, it got a little vibey that was like, oh, don't do that thing. Um, but I think it steered deftly away from it. <laughs> what thing? Scott and Nadia thing. No. It, it seemed a little more than friendly for a, for a second there. And then it was like, nope, nope, nope. We're going to go left here. I think you know. only ever read that as like weirdly siblingy friendy paternal mm. i did mm. not read it as anything gross it wasn't gross I mean, that's not gross <laughs> thanks alex fuck you it's not gross wait is she a teenager yeah never mind yeah. it's gross yes okay never yeah. mind it's gross 
<laughs> yes, Jin, she is. And she is not Kryptonian. Got it. Yep. I like how Jen had to backpedal out of that one. Like, yeah. It's not gross. I, forgot, I mean, I yes, yes, it is gross. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I'll cut that. Yeah. Well, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Honestly. then I won't cut that. The weird sights of this made me happy. It was. <laughs> and I love the editorial notes. The Google it. <laughs> yeah. That happened in this. Oh, wait. No, it didn't. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't been reading this, have you? It's so good. Uh, uh, Scott and Nadia are making their escape from the microverse, but they're still quantum entangled, and they start morphing into each other. Like their costumes change and get more and more alike, and they have each other's memories. And like, he can't shrink himself, but he can shrink her, and vice versa. Oh, wow! And she can make him fly, or he can make her fly. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, but I had to keep going back, like flipping pages, going, wait. Did his costume look like that? No. Okay, they are changing yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, we also have there at one point they go through all these different like dream worlds based on their subconsciouses, and we hit the beach, which for some reason made me think of Jen. I mm. don't know. So many abs. Mm. This is a terrible idea. But no, it's not. not we right. have the best beach Tony Stark. It is the full Iron Man suit. With a pair of swimming trunks over it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yep. It was so good. Yeah. And yet more Namor. Yes. I'm so done. <laughs> I'm so done seeing Namor mostly naked. <laughs> yeah. We've all read X-Men Red. He has shirts that he can put on. Yeah. Wear a goddamn shirt. Yeah. I have shirts. Well, you never fucking wear them. At least Scott Summers wears a shirt. <laughs> wow. Truth. Truth. Oh, but it was the most me moment ever in that book. Which book? In Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay, yes. When they were going through their dreamscape, and she's like, ooh, doggies! Yes. <laughs> and they're shooting lasers and wearing suits. And I was like, this is the best dream ever. Thanks, girl, thanks. Jeremy Whitley was tweeting about Nadia this week, and the whole thing about how she keeps falling asleep under tables, mm-hmm. and in curled up in small spaces, and all that. And he's like, I don't know if anyone's really talked about this, but I wanted to mention it. Like this thing comes across as kitschy and cute and funny, and it is meant to be that. But also, but you guys know it's because she was raised in the red room and like had to sleep basically bunked up in cots and is super agoraphobic and just can't sleep in an open space. Yeah, right? somebody asked about what about the roof? Wouldn't she sleep on the roof? And he's like, she was raised in a bunker. Yeah. So no. <laughs> I love that character so much, and I'm so excited for more Unstoppable yes. Wasp. She's so adorable and so so damaged. But she moves on. She always keeps going. That doesn't stop her from being damaged. No, I know. But like, it doesn't... Right. It doesn't eat her. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. She's still super charming. And yes. Just the best. The best. As Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. This was pretty funny. Yes. Someone in the Devastator armor has put together a team. The Devastator. Come on. Who drew, who, who drew this? Who designed this, rather? And the Devastator armor has been around a long time. I know, but who designed it? I don't know. When was it designed? I don't know. Because I was getting some very serious Power Rangers feels. Yeah. The the movie from back in the day. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> really? I don't know why my brain made the connection this time. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Uh, but, but someone's putting together a team. We have Angela. We have Scourge. 
We have one of the greatest characters in any comic book universe, Throg. Yes. Throg, good, good. <laughs> yes. Annabelle Riggs and Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike? <laughs> like the Thor Thunderstrike from like a yes. long time ago? Is he still around? Evidently. Yes. I didn't realize that. I, I hadn't seen Neither did I. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. You have more working knowledge of this character than I oh, do. Oh, yeah. No, I used to read Thor a ton when I was a teenager, <laughs> okay. and that was the last time I remember seeing well, him. Well, maybe you want to pick up as Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe yeah. I do. Maybe I do. Um, he's like replacement Thor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is he's a one second of, stringer. Yeah. yeah. He's one of a couple of replacement they, Thors. There, there, was a, there was a Thor core comic mm-hmm. for a while, and it was him and Beta Ray Bill, and somebody else was in there. And I love Beta Ray Bill. Yes. But... Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Well, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole thing is set up as a mystery. We learn at the end of the issue who is piloting the Devastator and pulling everyone's strings. We still don't really know what this person's goal is. <laughs> and in a second, I'll call spoilers and say who this person is. No, but this was it's so good. It's such a good reveal. This was fun. They end up up against... Armies of dead gods' bodies. Because when gods die, they eventually reincarnate. They get new bodies, but those old bodies have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So they're on these ships, these flying Dutchman-esque ships that basically form this interstellar armada of dead god bods. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And... Sorry. I was thinking about what the ships are made of. And now I'm, I'm just done. It's fingernails. The ships are made of fingernails. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking gross. But they didn't draw it like that, and I'm very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So is it like made up of what fingernails are made up of? No. Like they're combined or individual fingernails? They find dwarves whose fingernails have been ripped out and added to the ships. Yuck. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's fucking nasty. At least it's not eyeballs. No, fingernails is worse. Do they find dead dwarves and take their fingernails or live dwarves and take their fingernails? The dwarves were alive when their fingernails were removed. Our heroes find dead dwarves. I'm not sure which would be worse, though. I, that, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, one is torturing not and then killing the dwarves. The other is just killing and desecrating their bodies. And me personally, if I have to choose between having my fingernails mm-hmm. ripped out and then being killed or being killed and then fingernails ripped out... Both of those things have to happen, and I get to choose the sequence. I want dead, and then my nails come off. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it from the perspective of somebody seeing somebody rip nails off. Oh, yeah, like you're watching it happen? Yeah, and I don't no. know which is worse. I mean, one's... Both would be severely unsettling in but, slightly different ways. Yeah. But dead bodies don't scream. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to hear them. You only have to see it. Well, if they scream, maybe I can't hear... The sounds that yes. might accompany said event. Yes. So uh, screams that. M- might be better. Ick. Look, Spoiler what, matters award. Is, what matters is me and my feelings in this moment, <laughs> not whoever's losing a fingernail. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Great moral dilemma while watching some guy with like pliers on his fingernail. What do I do? Ooh, do, do I do I kill him? <laughs> mm. And let him be dead when it happens or not? Somebody sitting in a chair like, how about you stop him from taking my fingernails and killing me? Thank you. (laughs) No, definitely going to go with the killing you. (laughs) I'm calling spoilers and we're moving on. (laughs) Don't make me read from the book. (laughs) 
<laughs> Why not? We're already half evil anyway. Fuck it. It's Kid Loki in the Devastator armor. Yes, Kid Loki who should be dead. <laughs> he should be dead? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Loki was an old man god. <laughs> And then he was killed, and then reborn as a kid, and then a third version of Loki killed the second version of Loki to try to come back, and maybe he was good, maybe he was evil. Kid Loki was definitely good. There was a whole Al Ewing book in which the third form of Loki had to fight the, the first form of Loki out of guilt for the murder of the second form of Loki, and then the universe <laughs> So I, he should definitely not be here, basically. from comic books that if I ever see an alternate version of myself, I should just go ahead and stab that guy. But do you rip out his fingernails first, <laughs> or after you stab him? <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to do it at all because and I'm pretty sure that they would feel the same. Okay. If they're an alternate universe version who doesn't find that really gross, then, then you they definitely, definitely have to them. Yeah. <laughs> They definitely have to die. That, should, that's the gin from the nail biter universe. Uh, <laughs> I should totally Highlander that guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently there was somebody who looked just like me putting googly eyes on everything at Dragon Con. Because I kept getting people come up to me, you're the googly-eyed chick. And I'm like, no, super not. But I regret that we never crossed paths with this person. Yes. You know, and I, that's also kind of a mean thing to run up to somebody and say. Right, exactly. <laughs> the first time I was like, oh, God, are they that bad? <laughs> really? Oh. And he's like, no, you've been putting googly eyes on things. I'm like, no, nope, I don't deface things. I but appreciate thank you, you. you telling me what I've been doing, but yeah. I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, and then we kept seeing them everywhere yeah. on all the bathroom signs and everything. It was, it was super adorable. And I was like, were, I did that. Wait, no, I didn't. They were concentrated down around the podcast track. They were. It was so weird. I still want to know how drunk Amber <laughs> got you. Maybe you just blacked out and put googly eyes everywhere. Maybe I did. I don't know. Alternate universe Jenna does not take fingernails. She places <laughs> googly eyes. And she she's rips, cool. I won't kill her. She she's... rips out the fingernails and then puts googly eyes <laughs> over the mouth. <laughs> Why? What is wrong with you? Oh, okay. So, so many people that I know cannot listen to this episode. Remind me to pre-warn everyone. Nope. Nope. At least Mike. Especially not Mike. <laughs> Did you ever see Stir of Echoes? Mm, me? It was a really old Kevin Bacon movie, but it had a fingernail moment that I yes. just never uh, have recovered yes, no. from. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, that was the thing that I tried to block from my mind. Oh, it's back now. <laughs> but what You're I welcome. think is cool is the whole thing is... Well, there are all these dead god bods, and here is a living god who's supposed to be dead, who is, I mean, even when he's good, he's still tricky. Mm-hmm. He's still a tricksy Loki. Uh, he's got to know more, and he's got to know how to bring people back. He probably was one of those dead bodies and somehow came back. Hmm. I wonder if he will um, one day say to Loki, tricks are for kids. Silly god. <laughs> I mean, we also have, he does have kind of those rabbit ear horns. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we've got two Lokis running around, plus that third Loki who was worthy. So we got three Lokis before our three Jokers ever showed up. Oh. Conspiracy corner. Mm. Is the three, okay, so I thought kind of when Rebirth happened that the three Jokers thing was off the table. It's still happening. Still on the table. Yes. Okay. Uh, they've started work on art. It's John's writing, and I forget who is. I want to say it's Brian Hitch, but I'm not 100% sure that's right. Cool. But it is being drawn, maybe even as we speak. So eventually, maybe we'll have it. Yes. Cosmic Ghost Rider, number three. This am goodest book. Yeah, this is, this is the best. This is the best. I fucking love this book. It is so just fucking ridiculous yeah. and should not work. And yet, here we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I no, feel like it, this is a, like you can definitely see down into Donny Cates's brain in this book. Yes. When when I first read number one, I had to text Alex immediately because I was like, "So all of this happened to Frank Castle? Like, really? Or did we just make this up so we could get started here?" And he's like, "Nope, all happened." And I'm like, "I love it. Yeah. I love it so much." It's it's like in lock and key the head key how it opens up mm-hmm. and you've got the like little playground this is donny cates head this key. is if yeah. you opened up donny <laughs> cates's head with that key. Oh, it's so good <laughs> i just the wave after wave of fucking weird ass future guardians yes yes that, yeah it's so good and we learned this week okay so we're gonna end up rolling a little thanos legacy into this probably too. yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. learned this week that donny cates is taking over guardians of the galaxy after all the Infinity Wars stuff wraps. Mm-hmm. And he's been writing this. He wrote Thanos. Thanos Legacy ties Thanos Legacy mm-hmm. and a little bit this and this ties a little bit of that and <laughs> ties in Infinity Wars. I think this is going to need one of your flowcharts. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, but there's a... We're going to cover like three different books right now too. So we have... <laughs> Also in Death of the Inhumans, we see a we see more cosmic stuff out of Donny Cates, but also we see a character who is in the teaser art for his Guardians run, and who I guess at one point was a Guardian because it's all the Guardians ever. Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like I can like this week is the week where okay all this shit is connected, yeah. and also here's this PR announcement. Um, which brings up the question, how many of his future Guardians are going to show up in his Guardians run? So probably not Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> well, okay, this Maybe planet, a little bit. This planet does not have enough Beta Ray Bill on it. I'll just go ahead and say that right now. So let's hope that that's... Well, but all those future Guardians were pulled from the future, so they're it's dead. It's true, so we get they to see what happens until they die. Yes. We don't know how far <laughs> in the future they came from. Also, Juggerduck. 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 Okay. Oh my god. I snorted so fucking hard. Go ahead and drink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When when fucking Galactus just gooified everyone. I was like, oh no! (laughs) Yes. Did not expect that. It was so good. It was so, so good. It is the best. I just love this book. I just want to like sit in silence and, and just think about this book and giggle. Yes. But he did pull Beta Ray Bill in half. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, he killed a lot of people. He killed a lot of people. This book was... Don't let, let the baby see. Let's watch Punisher <laughs> murder all of my favorite characters. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Blows oh. Laura's head off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Moon Knight gets decapitated. <laughs> I forget what happened to Iron Fist, but it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. No, and no, then the, the, the it, like... Cable comes in, try something. Nope, I'm out. Comes back older. And I every mean, time yeah. a little more wizard-like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. It was so, so good. <laughs> you know the biggest shock of this is I think Donny Cates has made me finally like Cable. Like, I like, like the I, idea I like, of Cable. I like Cable sometimes, I like, but this was very good. I, I've always liked the stories around Cable. Mm-hmm. I've liked his role in the stories. I've never thought yeah. he was interesting. I like him in things. I don't yeah. like his solo cable story. Cable is usually the least interesting part of Cable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this was this was fun. Like, Cable is comic relief, is best Cable. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, the whole concept of everybody trying to kill Thanos and... And the Punisher being the one who's like, no, 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 I can raise him. 
yeah. we're good. I, yeah. I can I can fix this. And everybody's like, uh, no, you are you? We're no. still here. Obviously, you can. Yeah. <laughs> it does not go well. Yeah. We're telling you. And then on the last page, we see how it goes. So good. It was so, so good. And I want that cosplay to happen. Why did this not happen before Dragon Con? <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I I'm late. I need Dad. it. Yeah. yeah. I need it. It was so good. I'm going to paint myself purple and wear a fucking Punisher shirt forever. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Thanos Legacy while we're in the Donnie yeah. Hicks sandbox. I, so this was good. Yes. Like reading it. It's really good. And then Have Frank you been Cass- reading Infinity Wars? I have not. You, you probably should. Okay. But when Frank Castle shows up, yeah. this is a great uh, book. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great book. But uh, yeah, the whole Gamora stuff, Every everything is really interesting is his process so he was trying not to become old yeah and he found a solution to not become old yeah so well it wasn't that he was trying to not become old well he was trying not to become the old weak version of him right yeah he was trying not to have that in for himself and the thing we kind of learn here is thanos basically should have been immortal but through the events of kate's thanos run he is now open to being killed yes also his last will and testament exists and that is the direct setup for kate's guardians run oh is it yep nice um he even uses the word in this you know end game that kate's gave and used like in every interview he has given about guardians of the galaxy that this is an end game kind of thing which is also the word dr strange used when thanos or yeah when thanos got the time gem in Infinity War. Mm. Oh, uh, we've I do, gone into the end game. I do have one question. Um, what impact did Mephisto have on Frank Castle? He gave him the Ghost Rider powers. Oh, he was the one that gave it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was curious because when he went back and punched Mephisto, yeah. which, by the way, I was sitting there and I'm like, so <laughs> why is he punching Sinestro? How did Sinestro <laughs> get here? Conspiracy so, corner. Yeah. Conspiracy <laughs> corner. Yeah. Yeah, so good and goofy, and I'm very... Like, I've been loving everything Duggan has done with Guardians, but if he's moving on, and I get moving on after Infinity Wars, like, I think what Kate's has been building is a perfect next you're, step. You're going to have to start, a, like, a like a Kate's Corner in this show, mm-hmm. because, like, just like we had to, we had to talk about those books yeah. all sort of interwoven. Mm-hmm. It's all yep. overlapping. So good. But this is the best. I just want to know this timeline. I want to know... I want to know how these things are interconnected. Yeah, I'll draw you a yeah. flowchart. Thanks for thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I actually pretty much do have that one in my head. Okay, so. cool, nice. Yeah, nice, nice. Because I want to know which version of Frank just pissed on dead Thanos. Yeah, is all. Yeah, no, um, it, it, it's what? great when he goes back and sees Galactus that he's or in the other. I'm flipping back to the other book now. <laughs> but when he, he goes back and sees Galactus and Galactus is like, "Who are you?" and then he like scans him. He's like, "Oh wait, we're friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from the future. We, <laughs> we haven't met yet. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> so good. I've got it marked for Is It Still Good? But I'm going to go ahead and hit it here since it's connected. Death of the Inhumans also ties into all of this. And we get the most important plot point of this series so far. Beta mm. Ray Bill is going to go avenge a good, good doggo. Poor good, good doggo. He's he's going to John Wick it? He's going to John good. Wick it. Okay, damn it. Now I do have to read this. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. This whole issue is building up to like... It's Medusa and Karnak like, I don't want to use the death of one of our family in order to get him to help us. No, you should absolutely do mm-hmm. that, Medusa. 
And also, he loved Lockjaw. He didn't <laughs> want anyone to know how much, but he loved Lockjaw. And finally, you get there, and this is like, such and such is dead, and such and such is dead, is Lockjaw's dead, and such and such is like, wait a minute, back up. What did you say about Lockjaw? Hmm. Let me tell you what. Even if I don't like you, and but I do like your dog, you tell me what happened, and I will go and fix that uh-huh. shit. Good, good doggos deserve to be avenged. Yeah. So... And I love Beta. I got Throg and Beta Ray Bill this week. Do you know how happy I am? <laughs> so happy. Okay, moving on for real. Jen. Yeah, whoa, what did I read? Deadpool Secret Agent. Oh, Deadpool. yeah, okay. I did read that. That was so good. So, Deadpool is down on his luck a little right now, uh, not able to pay his bills, and he gets a job that he thinks is like just killing somebody's husband who is sleeping around, and it turns out to be a secret agent. And the fight between them is so fucking good. And then he ends up like ripping off the secret agent's watch. This is, I mean, this is all just set up. So yeah. there's nothing that I can really spoil for you other than the fact that like he blows everything up because of the watch. Because <laughs> I guess it had a good, good trip or something. I don't yeah. know. And then everybody thinks that he's the secret agent who got burned in a fire. <laughs> it's so good. And he's I, like, yes, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> I was very excited for this book. My own, like, I love the Marvel digital stuff. Mm-hmm. We were talking before we recorded about this, but my only issue is because it doesn't get listed with like diamond lists and all that. Right. I never, unless I I see someone tweet about it, I never know when this stuff comes. Right. Up. So I totally missed this one. Well, this yeah, one. I mean, I didn't know until like last night. So yeah, I need to go read it, and then I guess just hit subscribe on it, so it just automatically buys and downloads. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That would yeah work. Yeah. Lot. That's how I and usually handle the digital cool. stuff. Cool, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I also need to read. I haven't had a chance, but there's a Luke Cage digital series that just started what? that I've heard good things about. That is like running parallel to Jessica Jones, and he's supposed to be home babysitting and all that. But also, he <laughs> starts having like these memory lapses and personality issues, and hmm. goes to see a doctor about it. And he's he's invulnerable, right? But he's still susceptible to traumatic brain injury, and oh. all the hits he's taken with his head yeah. are starting to starting to catch up with him oh shit yeah so that sounds really cool i want to check that out i think that actually might have come out last week but dragon con yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, i still haven't read the latest jessica jones because dragon con yeah venom first host and we can talk about the first two issues okay because the first one came out last week i guess this is one of those weekly books yeah this this picks up with uh venom i wait i guess what was that? Venom? Edge of Venom verse? No, I don't remember. <laughs> where he's um, he's in that place with the, the where they're storing his little baby symbiote. So this is what's uh, Norman Osborn's baby mama's Normie's mother's company. I forget. It's there, but I yeah. forget. Um, but anywho, Alchemax. Alchemax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we get some backstory about where. The Clintar was first found. Yes. And has his, her, they's sort of traveled uh, throughout history. And it turns out they were on a Kree warrior who yes. was, uh, was sneaking around as a scroll during the Kree scroll war. Using <laughs> the symbiote <laughs> yeah, to transform. Yes. Because nice. that's the big advantage the scrolls had is yes. they can change shape. So as soon as the Kree discovered the Clintar, they're like, oh, now we can do it yeah. too. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> so, yeah. So they get separated through some stuff that happens, and then 
jump forward to the future and this Cree guy shows up and he's like, hey, I want my Clintar back. And they're all like, no. <laughs> and uh, so he uh, he takes the baby symbiote yeah. hostage in He's order like, to get I'll the wear this. Oh, no. yeah. That'll permanently damage it. I don't care. And the, the simulant separates from it. He's yeah. like, no, I have to go. I can't so, let my spawn be. Somewhere in the period where we don't know him between the Kree Skull War and now, he became a giant douche. Hmm. And he seemed like a pretty good dude before. So yeah. it'll hmm. be interesting to find out what happened to that guy. Yeah, we've gotten. Uh, I don't think it's on the list of stuff to talk about, but the other thing that came out last week was the uh web of venom venom Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't i haven't read that one yet um which is venom 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 the thing that both of these books have done venom and first host is give us this weird history of people who have been, who have had the symbiote before Eddie Brock or Peter or anyone else. And I've, I think both of these books are fine, but I feel like that would have come up at some point. Like, yeah. yeah. Wolverine had a symbiote during Vietnam. Yeah. Mm. That's gotta eventually come up, right? Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. kind of messes with canon a little too much. And I know that Wolverine has the memory issues. But does the symbiote? Oh, apparently, because it doesn't remember the Kree when it sees him either. Mm. Until, un- well, but that was yeah. the thing the Kree specifically did, and that would have happened before That's true. Wolverine had the symbiote. Well, maybe it's sure. affecting him even after that. Yeah. It's just, it's, we- it's a little weird to see all these other people be yeah. Venom before anyone else we know. Hmm. Like, on Earth, the terrestrial cases are Damn. But... Not bad. I don't know. I, I haven't unpacked it entirely. <laughs> I just felt like it was worth acknowledging. Well, somehow they're going to have to get that Clintar back into space for Peter Parker to pick it up anyway, so... Right? Or for was it Flash that picked it up? I don't remember. Somebody but in space... No, it was some astronauts that brought it back. In the cartoon, but in it dip- canon, it happened during Secret Wars. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to remember. It's all running like together it for me. Another, yeah. It's one of those fuzzy things yeah. that just... Something happened, and now it's here. <laughs> yeah, it's just shrug. <laughs> Everyone has a different story. That's what yeah. it is. It's a telephone game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's it. Catwoman, Tweety, and Sylvester special number one. This was so fucking good. It was. This is the one book that I read during the con, and I'm so glad it was. <laughs> I'm so, so glad. So a group of witches place a bet. As to whether or not Sylvester can eat Tweety. And then send them into the DC universe to, I guess, find their champions. And Sylvester ends up with Catwoman and Tweety ends up with Black Canary. And it turns into a war between all the... And I... Look, that there are this many bird and cat-themed characters oh is God. just amazing <laughs> to me. It's ridiculous is what it is. It turns into a war between all the bird-themed <laughs> heroes and villains and all the cat-themed heroes and villains. That's awesome. Yeah. And there are some Because whoever nice loses dies, period. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. And then Clarion the Witch Boy is somehow 
the person who saves it because he has a cat and doesn't let his cat to go anywhere, I guess. I guess. But why would he? I don't understand. It's fine. It's so fun. Yeah. This was, I haven't read Daffy Duck Joker yet, but of the ones I ever, this is my favorite of this round of, of DC Looney Tunes crossovers. It's good. Just anytime Sylvester calls any of the women Tooth, <laughs> it's just the best. <laughs> Tweety Bird's an asshole. Oh yeah, he <laughs> is. Yeah, kind of always has been. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of okay with the cat eating that bird. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of makeup, honey. Something about being almost a blonde yeah. is another thing. Yeah. Yeah, he was a sexist pig. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And like Sylvester, yeah, he's Sylvester, but like. Yeah. How old are those clothes? They seem pretty tight now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You've gained some weight since you last wore those, huh? Uh, ouch. Like, Jesus. <laughs> That's rough. Kill that bird. Yeah. Made it really hard for me to root for not killing the animal. Yeah, I was talking to my mother recently about Tom and Jerry, and apparently as a kid, as a kid, I was convinced that Tom was the bad guy. Because so often the cartoon would start with Jerry oh. doing his thing, like conducting an orchestra, and Tom would show up to screw with it. No, other way around, sorry. Yeah, I was about Jerry. to say, oh, Jerry, I, I, Jerry I was, was the mouse. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I was basically like, Tom, Tom Cat. Tom, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cat, yeah. I... I you mean Jerry Cat isn't a thing? <laughs> Maybe. No. I, it, yeah. It, as you get older, like that's the the premise that's put forward is the cat's bad. But then, like as you watch it, you're like, no, they're they're yeah. they're both kind of douchey. Yeah. And then there's plenty of evidence that Jerry's the douchey one. And yeah. And depending on like who was producing the cartoon win and which studio it was with, it's either. Like at Jerry at, at Tom's best, like he's just minding his own business and trying to stop Jerry. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like okay, maybe Tom escalates too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But sometimes Tom's just trying to, you know, keep working his hustle. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or make a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or conduct an orchestra. But that is kind of what this reminded me of. It's like I always sympathized with Tweety because Bird eating cat. But no, maybe Tweety is the bigger mm-hmm. asshole. Here. Yeah, I always hated mm-hmm. Tweety Bird. I always hated him. Yeah. Also, nature. Yeah. Like, you're smaller, you're going to get eaten. The cat's not <laughs> evil because he's eating. Yeah. You know? Mm. A sentient cat might be evil because he's <laughs> eating. Yeah. Like, see, see also the moral of this issue. The Oh, I didn't think about you being, you know, a person. Right. I didn't think of the bird as a person. Oh, damn it. I'm going to think of that next time I eat a chicken sandwich. <laughs> no. I'm going to be like, oh. I also, no. <laughs> I need to know if Gil Simone listens to the Polygon show. Because there was a line in there about birds as proto-nuggets. Yes. Oh, yeah. And there was this whole big thing a few months back in the Polygon show about how all birds are just once in future chicken nuggets. <laughs> or all chickens are once in future nuggets. And I'm like, this... This is a weird coincidence if it is one. <laughs> but also, I know Gelsimon plays video games and stuff, so like maybe it's not. Maybe. Once and future nuggets. Mm-hmm. All birds exist in a quantum state as nugs. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Speaking of embracing our inevitable death, <laughs> Euthanauts number two came wow. out last week. Seamless. Alex. <laughs> <Thank>. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I get the non-existent bucks this is such a good book so the first euthanauts kind of introduced us to the premise which is 
scientist is studying death and needs to die and be anchored to the real world through someone's memory. And, you know, maybe if she clubs another woman in the bathroom, she'll never forget her. (laughs) Uh, Gotta say, I'd never forget that. This issue sort of expands the world by introducing what I'm going to call it Scooby Gang. Okay. It is very much like, okay, here's our central character, the mortician lady who was beamed in the last issue and definitely does remember the woman who beamed her to go study. <laughs> um, but we meet her two lab, the, the woman's two lab assistants who are now finding, uh, uh, well, I'm blanking on the main character's name, but finding the main character as well as the euthanot, and I'm just going to call the, the, the professor lady, the euthanot, her lab partner's son or whatever, who is this like hippie, dippy, like, granola crunchy yeah (laughs) who doesn't believe in exploiting the afterlife this way and wants to shut everything down and it turns out that the two of them together have been left the lab and everything oh so now everyone's got to figure out what to do going forward it's it's have it like i really dug the first issue but having this other cast and you can't necessarily trust everyone everyone has their own motives Mm -hmm. um it it builds out really nicely in this issue there's also back matter on estate planning which i think is super cool yeah that's really awesome (laughs) um instead of a letters column and and she did this well no i guess she had letters and assassinations but teeny howard wanted to do like informational stuff sort of like sex criminals or bitch planet but to have information in the back rather than just answering people's questions because that's what twitter and cons are for now truth also, she is a delight. She is. We met her at Dragon Con. Oh, she and Jen bonded a, over YouTube people. Yeah, over Cynthia Dowdy, who is a gorgeous and B just the just the best. Yeah, she. Uh, I, if I had like a fifth of Teeny Howard's energy, I would be <laughs> the most unstoppable epic person on the face of the planet. Yes. I'm, I'm guaranteed, like sure. She's great. She's fantastic, Tim. Yes. Tell me about cover number one. Okay, so this is one of those Jinx World titles that yes. we were talking about before. One of the Bendis books. Yeah, it's one of the Bendis books. And it's a, it's a pretty neat concept. I think somebody had told me that he was going to write a book similar to this and made the Tom King joke that it was, it was similar to his experiences. But what you meet, you meet an artist named Max, and he's at a con in Detroit, I think it was, and somebody is very interested in his work, comes up and pays extra for his work. Um, he goes back and you see a little more about his life, how he's, his family struggles and whatnot. And then a little bit of his art is introduced, what he's doing. And then they go to London for another con. This lady shows up again. Uh, they end up going to dinner and she lets him know that she's a CIA spy. She takes a phone call, gets up, leaves, never comes back. So now he's convinced he's like, it's, he's got his friends telling him it's a scam, right? She stuck you with the bill for dinner. It's, you know, no big deal. He gets invited, all expenses paid, to a con in Istanbul. So he's like, okay, if it's paid for, I'm going to go. He goes there and goes to meet his driver, and the driver is the same girl. So he's uh, probably getting involved in something pretty interesting by the end of this thing. Yeah, it was was a well-written issue. It was good. Cool. Yeah, I think think I'll keep reading that one. I got to get this. I was so excited for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I wanted it. Physical mm-hmm. copy. 
Why are you looking at me? What's next? I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you had anything else. No, 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 no. That was it. That I was pretty much it. Trying to find. Generally, it. when Tim goes silent, that means yeah. no more information. Well, the the art in the book. I, that's what I was. Waiting <laughs> for. Yeah. It um. I'm 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 trying to be positive on this show. That's why I wasn't really going to bring it up. I. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's unique. We'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with that. Sure. It is it is different than a lot of other books that I've read. Um, it, it kind of took me out a little bit at the beginning, and then we get into this. You you mix and match different art styles sort of as you go. When you get into the 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 matter of what he's working on, the the ninja story, mm-hmm. the art becomes I thought really really beautiful. Like yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and then it goes back to that other sort of style and i don't i don't really dig it so you've got one style for the world of like the characters and one for the book he's working on sort of but not really because it sort of and i i couldn't really pick up on the reason why but it fades back and forth between the two Hmm. um i thought it was just going to be that way like oh the stuff that he's drawing this is going to be you know cool but no it it like goes back and forth Hmm. and it's it's I'm, i'm sure it's but it's not for me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like, I'm sure it's there's value to it. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who'd enjoy it. Not necessarily my bag, though. And could maybe it, over a few issues. Yeah, it, it might become a more apparent. Be yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see, like, it, in something like Mr. Miracle, I could definitely see how the art would, would like, take some people out of that story. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, the fuzziness going back and forth and whatnot. The Dreaming, number one. This is pretty good. How cool is Dora? So cool. I love Dora. <laughs> She's a little cray. Yeah, but... I mean, what do you expect? If you were basically immortal <laughs> stuck living in the dream world, wouldn't you be a little cray? Yeah, probably. Also, she... I like her crazy monster form. That's scary. Uh-huh. It's very scary, and I love it. I don't have a crazy monster form. I feel like I want one of those. Yeah. I, mm. I, I have a crazy monster form. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's called Tequila Sally. <laughs> no. Well, mm, depends on which phase of tequila I'm in. There are there are phases of tequila. It, it, I see like a little, like one of those charts of the moon phases. Yes. It's just Jenna's face yeah. in different directions though. <laughs> it, it would need to be my whole body, honestly. <laughs> You just go through all the little symbols, and then you get to just a worm. <laughs> oh. At that point, it has turned. Yeah, then that is a monster form. Crescent Jenna. Half Jenna. Full Jenna. Gibbous Jenna. <laughs> no. Waxing Gibbous. Waning no. Gibbous. No. 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 I don't like this moon thing anymore. No. That's what Mark Spector said, too. <laughs> Just call I, me Miss Knight? I do, I do think that Tequila Sally's symbol, whenever should you be the worm. Her, should be a worm. Hmm. I was going to make it, you know, like a lime or an agave plant. I like the agave plant. Maybe the Tequila Sally's nemesis is the worm. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Dora also fucks a demon. She what? does fuck a demon. She does do that thing. Like I say, though, he had dim abs. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably fuck that demon. That is the weirdest uh, orgasm okay. face. <laughs> no, right. That was so good. She's got the weirdest lines here. She wouldn't read from the book, but she would do that. Like I, As long I'm, as you pour the salt correctly and don't break the circle, what's the harm? <laughs> hey, man. 
demons are people too no no, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh i don't judge there we go okay all right. <laughs> pansexual includes all of that <laughs> he was hot okay often demons are <laughs> it's that whole fiery yeah it is. <laughs> you, dork. <laughs> you fucking dork uh, i think i have to take a drink now whenever she calls me a dork yes it's two drinks then if we're keeping track <laughs> uh, yeah that anyway. was a that was a two dork joke there. <laughs> one more and i'll be three dorks down <laughs> not gonna do it now no. nope no, uh, I refuse. No, no, I refuse. No, you're not gonna just do based it. on you're, that. You're making the face like you want to. So. If, no, if, no, it doesn't count. If, you just drink because you wanted to. He's he's going crazy. Are you going to call him Superman? No. Hey, I know Mm-mm. I'm no Superman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this book good. This is there's good. more than crazy demon sex. Bill Quee, Evelyn, and Matt Lopes art. Yes, so so good. And we see we see the master return to. Yeah. Dreamland. Sure. But it's not Daniel. No. My dog is like mountain climbing over here. It's really <laughs> distracting. I was really confused at first because out of the corner of my <laughs> eye, I just see the Chewbacca and I thought that was Rusty laying there. I did that last time I was over <laughs> yeah. here. Duncan, he's very pleased with himself he does, now. He does look like a mountain goat when he's up <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, Duncan has been passed the fuck out of like... <laughs> puppy chasing oh. time. you get those bunnies you get them uh, but yes this was a good book yep. i enjoy it i look forward to more mm-hmm. tim hey tell me about green lanterns 54 a book that i only hear about when you come on and need you to fill me in okay I'll, I'll tell you about it in a second she just said bunnies and that made me remember a dream i had last night so i'm in like a really weird place <laughs> Please tell us your dream. Okay. while we're in the dreaming I, uh, there were it wasn't murder bunnies, but it was like murder bunnies. But when and yet you, they were bunnies that murdered. No, you. If you <laughs> looked at the murder bunnies, you became a murdering zombie type person. So you never wanted to look at the murder bunnies. Huh. I have no idea what the greater context of that, but that just like sent me into like this. Huh. Oh God! Like memories opened up. Okay, so back to Green Lanterns. Murder bunnies. Murder um, bunnies. So I, this book is awesome. Because it has one of my favorite characters in it that comes back. Um, he actually Chip showed up. Badge? No, 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 better. Better. Wait, Barry Bill is no, in this no, one? Nobody will agree with me that this is better, but I love this. Okay. I was a big fan of the Zero Hour stuff. So, um, so uh, yeah, last issue we found out who it was that was messing with Simon that was sending him to the Fortress of Solitude. He thought it was Superman, uh, only because he could see about you know a quarter of Superman's face, which would sort of give it away. But he goes and he opens up the Fortress of Solitude and he lets out Cyborg Superman, who was the guy who was who was calling him in. Cyborg Superman also tricked him into bringing him the Phantom Ring. So now mm-hmm. Cyborg Superman has a Phantom Ring and I am all about it. Okay, that is nice. very cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. super on board with this. And then Simon tries to shoot him with his ring and uh, Cyborg Superman's like, nah, man, I'm in the power battery. You can't, <laughs> that's my ring now. You can't do nothing to me. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Okay, I know this is more like free association than actual plot, maybe. But you've got Cyborg Superman with the Phantom Ring. Mm-hmm. Does that give him any kind of control over the Phantom Zone? Ooh, ooh, it should. It should. Hmm. Hmm. It probably doesn't, but it should. It, it probably doesn't. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I would agree. That but yeah, I'm, I'm all about this. And I don't know how... 
this is going to go because there are some upcoming things in Green Lantern. So I don't know if this book is just slated to end or if I it's going to roll into the next this book. This one keeps going. This one keeps it's going. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps that goes yeah. away. Mm-kay. Okay. I believe. Okay. Because, and we'll talk about this when we get to, solic- mm-hmm. get to solicitations, but that is going to be the Green Lantern and that's going to mm-hmm. be the Hal Jordan book. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it still good? In which I torture myself, everybody. (laughs) Submerged number two. Uh, We work through some mommy issues. Breathless number four. Shit gets real dark real fast. And the end. (laughs) Rocco's Modern Life number eight. Rocco and friends take down capitalism and destroy O-Town in the process. Adventures of Super Sons number two, we learn that evil kid Joker might not be as bad as he seems. Hmm. Batman number 54, uh, something, something, cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> oh shit, I meant to talk about Border Town number one. Oops, we'll talk about it sometime when we'll more ta- people have read it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to read it. Uh, Deathstroke number 35, Christopher Priest with his title cards, and all I'm going to say is that one of those title cards in this arc is just Maury. Okay. This is the arc about Damien's paternity. Oh, damn it. Justice League number seven. Uh, Hawk Girl saves the day. Black Science number 38. Uh, 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 Grant and company are reunited after he basically goes to heaven. Paper Girls number 24. We learn what time travel cancer is. Ooh. Unnatural number three. I think I'm just going to deploy a joke about porking. <laughs> She's a pig girl, and there's a lot of sex. Okay. Interesting. Although there's less sex in this one, so maybe that's not appropriate. Okay, I'll take another stab. We learn the mythology around a white wolf wanting to blow down her house. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm not reading this book. <laughs> You'd actually probably enjoy it. <laughs> That's surprisingly good. Right. He just called me a deviant. Great, Alex. Thanks. Wait, no, I am a deviant. Yeah, okay, keep say, going. This is news. How? <laughs> Aren't all of us on this podcast? Yeah, probably not. Tim, maybe? I don't know. Avengers Tim, are some... you a deviant? I... Uh, no. Okay. We're gonna, yeah. We're going to believe Reputation that. saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you really dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Avengers number seven, we learn the secret history of the eternal blood feud between Ghost Rider and the Wendigo. Ooh, nice. Captain America number three, Cap and Black Panther working together is just the best because you see how they're alike and how they're different and what lines T'Challa doesn't want Steve to cross. Hmm. Uh, This is my favorite issue of this so far. Death of the Inhumans number three, we kind of already talked about. Something, something, John Wick, but with Beta Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. Immortal Hulk number five. Bruce Banner has some significant daddy issues. I've oh. got to add that to my pull list. I missed that one. Quicksilver, no surrender number five. Pietro finally faces his inner demons. Star Wars number 53. Han Solo is probably just the best pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Dr. Afra Annual number two. Never take a contract that Afra puts out. Also, we meet maybe the two best new Star Wars characters ever. Hmm. 
that's a high bar. Yeah. They're they're a married bounty hunter couple. Couple. Interesting. Mm-hmm. One is a lizard creature, and the other is humanoid, and they're just adorable. Huh. That's how you get the lizard people. <laughs> Jenna's conspiracy corner, but so creepy. You get you get lizard people from lizard people is from, basically from what you just lizard said. Lizard people and people. <laughs> so it's lizard people people. <laughs> I'm drawing the Punnett squares in my head. I was about head. to say, that's three, how it goes, right? Three quarters people, one quarter lizard. Yes. Well, look, okay. You have a one in four chance of being people people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a one in four chance of being lizard people people. And you have a one in two chance of just being lizard people. Yeah. 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 Long box book <laughs> report. It's a long box book report. Oh, well, it no, was Brian's turn it. this oh, week. And then he went and got surgery happened to him. Yes. <laughs> I can form that sentence. Guy. <laughs> I can form sentence. Brian did got surgery happened to him. <laughs> I'm tired. Did I mention I'm tired yet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, Brian, so, if you're listening, feel better. We love you. We hope that you make good with the surgery having gotten happened to you. <laughs> Basically, go fuck yourself, Alex. Please feel more good after your surgery got happened to you. <laughs> and eat more chicken. <laughs> now I need a shirt that just says he got surgery happened to him. <laughs> Panelology merch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I'm going to cry a little bit. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) In lieu of a normal long box, it is our distinct Are you kidding right now, animal? (laughs) Oh, wait. I lied. It's not time for the long box. We have to do fucking solicitations. Oh, Oh. Jesus. That's right. Let me get my phone out. Yeah. Yeah. Let us all get our phones out. Just take a moment. Blurp, burp, burp. Okay, I'm done. All right. I'm here. From Black pa- Black Pask. That's a comic. <laughs> you can and have a good t- word, too. <laughs> become a language dumpster fire here. <laughs> I'm worried. Somebody's... <laughs> we are become podcast destroyer of words. <laughs> There's your t-shirt right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. From Black Mask Comics... Written by Pat Shand, who did Breathless, which really was wonderful. You should get that trade when it comes out. (laughs) Snap Flash Hustle, number one of four. This is about a uh, alt, an alt model, an alternative model who happens upon a secret society of elite models in New York that are using their platform to sell narcotics. What's an alternative model? That's what I'm saying. Like Suicide Girls. Okay. Okay. And that's how it's described in the solicitation text. Okay. But I assume like Suicide Girls. I, oh, okay. I would not have thought that. But What would like, you have thought? I don't know. That's why like I was a, asking. Like a model understudy, maybe? <laughs> like they wear the other clothes. <laughs> Second stringers. Second stringers. <laughs> Second G-string? <laughs> Wait, why? I don't know. I don't. We're Wait. just we're so now that's a, Hold on. We're no, I'm going to Google what what alternative model is oh i thought you're gonna google second g-string and second then g-stringers um where would the second string go <laughs> uh, i don't know i guess it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> well yeah okay uh, so it says like suicide girls doesn't it i don't like calling suicide girls alternative models but 
Uh, yeah, it's that do not conform to mainstream ideals of beauty. Yeah. So basically what the word alternative means? Y- yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. That tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We probably should have seen that. <laughs> I was right there with you. I was like, what is that? I mean, look. I don't, I don't understand. I recognize but Suicide a, Girls as a very mainstream thing But it's a broad spectrum. Yes. And not just like naked chicks with tattoos. Right. It's like all-encompassing, except for those skinny so, bitches on the catwalk, okay. which are... Uh, that's Naked chicks without not tattoos? Not how I feel about tattoos that. Tattoos included? Is that what we're... Sure. Okay. All right. Do we just want to back this whole trade up and not get into what is an alt, alt model? Because I no. can... No. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm learning here. <laughs> okay. I like learning. <laughs> I can be an alternative model, but not a suicide girl. You think I could be an alternative model? Yes. All right. Depends. What's your aesthetic? I don't know. I've... You're you're quite skinny and tall, so really you could just be a model. Oh. I, uh, don't you got to be like... Well, whatever. We're not going to go down that. <laughs> Welcome to Panelology's <laughs> Therapy. Yeah, like, There's not even an issue of Life of Carol Danvers out. <laughs> that one caught me off guard. I'm like, I don't know. How. We've accidentally opened up some issues. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> anyway, my apologies to Pat Shen. Jeez. They sell narcotics. I killed it. I killed the whole thing. It's dead. Cool. Yeah, it's a crime thriller. It sounds cool. The artist on it is Emily Pearson, who did The Wilds, which was gorgeous. Next up, and this is Lord Greystroke's Corner. Oh. From Boom's Boombox imprint, <laughs> Smooth Criminals. Because as a smooth boy, Tarzan is all about smooth criminals. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and maybe you can find Tarzan the smooth boy on Twitter. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> yes. Maybe you can join depilatory companies in following him. <laughs> following him and me. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'd like to point that out. Like, <laughs> but <thanks>? not me. <laughs> not me. Not Brian. Just Tarzan and Jin. Yeah, I guess I should be a smooth boy. He Tarzan, you Jin. <gasps> oh, oh my God. Wow. What? Yeah. This is about a hacker who finds a master thief from the 60s cryogenically <laughs> frozen, and then the two of them team up to pull a heist and figure out why she was frozen in the first place. So what about this makes it smooth? I It's lack of hair. That was the joke, yes. I, yeah. I, yeah, no, I, th- that's what I'm asking about the comic, though. Oh, well, yeah. what makes it... I can see. Why are they smooth criminals? Because... Aren't they like ice-cold criminals or something? Because they do. That Michael Jackson lean thing. <laughs> I was gonna That's say acceptable. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm trying to lean in, still talking to Mike. <laughs> yes. it's, which is more just like a twist. Why yeah. do we? Why do we not video this? Michael oh god, <laughs> we're gonna like this is gonna start being a video medium. I, I um, didn't go sideways. I kind of just went around the mic. Yes. <laughs> As though you're being sucked into some sort of black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing it, imitating. It. <laughs> <laughs> you, it, once you start, you can't really quit doing it. It's just like Pringles. <laughs> you guys, this is good. This is good, good audio. Hey, well, we'll start streaming this eventually. Yes. It's going it's, it's to be weird when your audio just comes in like waves and stuff. Because, yeah. Doppler audio because we're Doppler moving. audio, yeah. The Lucy Dreaming Train oh, wait, is I'm out. I'm really good at that. Damn it. No, it oh, didn't see, change. No, oh. Yeah, you're going to do it like three more times. You're, you're hooked now. The Lucy Dreaming Trade is out. That's that uh, cool book about the girl who has dreams about these fantasy worlds that then she's actually in. Yeah. Um, with good, good Michael Dialinus art. 
DC <laughs> has Justice League Aquaman the Drowned Earth starting, uh, which is a crossover between Justice League and Aquaman, uh, being spearheaded by James Tynan and Scott Snyder. And it runs through... What month are these for? November? November. Yeah. It runs through November, starting in Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth 1, then doing Justice League 11, Aquaman 42, Justice League 12, and then our favorite naming convention, Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, good. Another flowchart. Yeah. Or something. A Vertigo book that I'm super excited for. American Carnage number one which is written by Brian Hill, who lately can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. Everything I've read of his has been great. But this is a project that I don't know how much you've seen him talk about on Twitter. He like, okay, so the setup of this book is it's about this FBI agent who has to go undercover in a white supremacist group. Okay. He inserted himself into, and he is a person of color, environments where he could talk to white supremacists and get their feedback and their he did a opinions. ted talk didn't he did he i think so i saw some video of him i, I want to say it may not have been a ted talk it may have been okay. something else but but like he did some like serious mm-hmm. hardcore journalistic research for that's badass mm-hmm, for this book and oh no 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 i'm sorry i thought you were talking about another person i remember watching a video about somebody who did okay. something similar yeah um was it the movie black klansman no okay no because that is similar yeah but uh yeah like that kind of legwork makes this something that's super interesting to me yeah maybe otherwise it might might not have been but i'm i'm really stoked for it because of that speaking of stoked dc nuclear winter special yeah. Which is DC's holiday book this year. <laughs> Good, DC. You're really getting into yeah. the theme of 2018. <laughs> well, hang on. Here's the solicitation text. The holidays are tough enough as it is, but when you're living in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, or, you know, 2018, the world can <laughs> seem bleaker than yes. ever. The cover for this includes Wonder Woman with her kangaroo roasted on a stick being carried behind her. Do you hear that, Duncan? People are eating their pets now. <laughs> you got a lot of meat on you. All right, Tim. Here's one that I know is on your radar. Yes. It's like written by Grant Morrison. Is my radar right now. The Green Lantern number one. Yeah. I'm beyond excited for this. Is that... <laughs> Did he just start licking your microphone? Duncan. Tim, don't Duncan. lick Jen's <laughs> microphone. <laughs> that was mean, Duncan. Why are you going to set me up like that? Uh, apparently he wants to talk about green lantern though the yeah. green lantern Do you he's, a, he's a big grant morrison fan he is um uh, yeah no this is i'm super excited i've been reading green lantern forever and I, the idea of him writing it, it i'm all on board for this and i was reading recently where he has basically the first season of this done and yeah. is already writing the second season Ugh, it's gonna be so good um uh side note since we're talking about grant morrison uh, the 30th anniversary edition of Animal Man yes. is coming out. And I, if you haven't read Ant, Nick Grant Morrison's Animal Man, you totally should. I read an issue for Longbox a while back yeah. and went to try to buy the first volume of his run and it was out of print. Yeah. So I'm super happy for this. because no, I read the good. end of Jerry Duggan's Deadpool. Is that the same, pretty much? Uh, 
I didn't read Jerry Duggan's Deadpool, so. No, maybe. <laughs> Did you read that? No. Have you read yeah. Animal Man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I then mean, why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he Grant Morrison's it at the end. Oh, it's very good. Shazam, number one. This is another one that I'm looking forward to. Jeff Johns. Yeah. And he has compared this to Roald Dahl, which is an interesting comparison and one that I think is going to be super hard to live up to. So I am very curious yeah. for what he does. Yeah, I'm, I'm real interested to see this too. Hopefully without the anti-Semitism. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I loved the books of Roald Dahl as a kid. Oh, apparently I thought he you were was talking a about, terrible anti-Semite. I thought you were talking about Shazam. No. Which apparently was kind of problematic <laughs> yeah, at the time, too. There, so. Well, no, there was a run they were going to reprint yeah, and then they canceled didn't, because yeah. it had... And it was not just Jewish stereotypes. It was no, a lot yeah, it of was, different... It was, it was a very rough. early run from mm-hmm. like yeah. when that was socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it, it ever should we have been. We don't need no. it now. So we'll see. I'm definitely interested. You know what I am very excited for, though? What's this might be the thing I am the most excited for on this list. G. Willow Wilson's writing Wonder Woman. Fuck yeah. And if you have not read Miss Marvel, go do that. Okay. Tim. Yep. <laughs> Got it. On uh, the list. So good. And Carrie Nord is on art, and the art they've shown so far is gorgeous. So I cannot wait for this. Um, Ares Returns is kind of the setup for it. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Image Comics. We have Bitterroot <laughs> number one. Which is David Walker and Chuck Brown with Sanford Green on art. So kind of the team from uh, Power Man Iron Fist that was very good. And uh, Chuck Brown coming under co-write. They've been talking about this for a while. This was announced actually about a year ago and has been just like slowly in development and being worked on. It's about like 20s Harlem Renaissance era uh, supernatural forces. And a family of monster hunters that have to rise up and fight back against that. So it's like a social period piece fantasy book. Yes. Outer okay. Darkness. You had that on your list, I know, yeah. too. Yeah, did. This one sounds pretty good. Oh, oh, hey, let me talk into the mic this time. <laughs> that helps. I'm just doing the Michael Jackson thing again. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I guess man has gone up into space and colonized space, and then there's some dangerous stuff out there. Which sounds, you know, all right. I think we might have read that story, but it's who who's yeah. making this book that made well, me interested in it. This is John Layman's next long-form piece, yeah. like mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So. And Afu-chan is on art. And I don't know if you read the Iron Fists book that uh, uh, came out last year, huh. I think it was. Yeah. But Afu-chan was the artist on that, and that art was gorgeous. Yeah. So... Seeing the two of them work together, I'm very excited for. Yeah. I gotta say, the the lead character in this book has got, like, the most normal fucking name I've ever heard for a space book. Joshua Rigg. That's just a dude. Like, that's just a dude. What? It's a space book. (laughs) I mean, that's marginally more interesting than John Glenn as a name. That's just two first names. (laughs) Spacemen don't have to hey, have man. weird names. Hey, John he Glenn's was... fucking amazing. Jo- Joshua Riggs sounds like it should have been Lincoln Hawk's name and over the top. Mm. That's what I'm getting from Joshua Riggs sounds like a truck driving arm wrestling dude. Mm-hmm. I think of Diana Riggs. It, it just sounds like um, the guy who lives down the street. Yeah. Sounds like good old Georgia boy. <laughs> Joshua Riggs. Get your tuba noise ready. 
Here's one that I pulled for the list for Jen. Yeah, this is my bag, baby. Perfect, spot on Austin Powers impression. Yeah, I thought so. I yeah. thought it sounded really good and authentic. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I was sitting right here with uh, Shrek. <laughs> with Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Shrek, who played all of the parts in Austin Powers. All of them. All of them. Every part. Even Up the to women. including Frau Blucher. Yeah. <laughs> Not Frau Blucher. Okay, Frau then. Really? Really? <laughs> Come on. Alex. <laughs> I pulled the wrong frow, okay? Yes, you did. Wow. <laughs> there's a there's another good pull quote right there. <laughs> <laughs> Why Alex got arrested in Germany. Because <laughs> he pulled the wrong frow. Oh. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, frow pulls you. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then you become the president. Oh. Wow. So this book is Auntie Agatha's Home for Wayward Rabbits. <laughs> and so who's writing it? Keith Giffen. What? So excited. So ex- I don't even know what this book is about. I didn't even look. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, okay, Home for Rabbits. Got it. It's a rabbit shelter that is being threatened by a wealthy businessman who will stop at no cost to tear it down. Yeah. Another one that I thought was very you was Middle West. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Scotty Young. So. Scotty Young, magic in like Wild West. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. It's gonna happen. Gonna love it. All right. There's a Wicked and Divine one shot. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to screen cap this And one. I know that in general, Wickdiv is obviously Jin's thing. Yeah. However... Mm. I need to. I needed to see Jen's face as I read. this. Again, sorry, this is not you know. Tim, pull out your phone. And record <laughs> no, it. no, don't, 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 don't. Nobody needs to see this nasty room. I, mean, I, I wasn't going to record the room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the wicked and the divine, the funnies, number one, one shot with Kieran Gillen, Erica Henderson, Chip Starsky, Kate Leff, Larissa Zegers, Kitty Curran, and more. Chip Starsky. Yes. Every 90 years, the gods are reborn as dogs. Do you have to do it in After they Dark are, Voice? They are good dogs. This is not my... Wait, yeah, you said voice. dogs! That's yes. that's movie trailer voice. Yes. Oh, okay. It's very similar to your After Dark Voice. No, this is my After See, Dark it's Voice. it's very similar. Now, now go do movie trailer voice. Every 90 it's years. It's very similar. Oh, no. It's very gods similar. Gods are reborn as dogs. They are good dogs. <laughs> they are very good dogs. In two years... They may have learned how to sit, which is one of several, count them, stories in this special. (laughs) As the Wicked and the Divine prepares for its final arc, we invite a bunch of friends over, pass out the fizzy pop and sherbet, and have a lovely time. Join us. This sounds adorable. (laughs) In a world where all the gods are dogs, and Jin is very happy. What if dog was one of us? Oh, can I point out that there was one thing that happened in Batman that I loved this week, and it was that Batman called um, Dick Chum. Yes. And I thought of Chip immediately. I was like, what's up, Chum? (laughs) Eh, What's up, Chum? (laughs) All right. It's time for Solicitation's Horny Corner. Okay. <laughs> Sunstone Volume 6, which is the first arc of Mercy, <laughs> is out in trade, as well as Unnatural Volume 1. Okay. So that's the Porkin book. Yes. So <laughs> awful. It's surprisingly good. Okay. 
So when I read it, am I going to be mad that we called it porking? I mean, it's about a sexy pig girl who fantasizes about an albino werewolf. Whoa, I'm into this. <laughs> Told you. Over at Marvel. <laughs> Wait, can- a horny book at Marvel? <laughs> no, we're out of we're out of Aww. the horny corner. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> we're no longer we're no longer being visited by little Jack Horner. <laughs> the Jack Corner, if you will. Yeah. Yep. Gross. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uncanny X-Men 1 through 3. So, if you remember Avengers No Surrender, the weekly book from the writing team that was multiple writers and then artists each month, this is kind of the same setup. This is an X-Men weekly book being written by Ed Brisson, Kelly Thompson, and Matthew Rosenberg, who have all been doing very good things. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And frankly, I don't even know exactly what's going on because the solicitation is mostly just, hey, here are all the people involved. Uh, but it sounds like fun just based on who's involved. And a lot of them have been lining things up to happen anyway. Marvel Knights has a miniseries. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. With issue one being written by Donny Cates and issue two being written by Matthew Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Donny Cates is kind of acting as showrunner for this. Uh, there have been other creators announced. I know Teeny Howard's been announced. I know Vita Ayala's been announced. I feel like there were one, maybe two others. Okay. Uh, but I do not recall off the top of my head whom they might have been. <laughs> um, Drop all your shit, Tim. Yeah, That's no, fine. That, uh, that, that was what got me. Seeing Donny Cates was yeah. issue one and then Matthew Rosenberg was issue two. I'm like, well, I'm reading this. Yeah. Well, And this is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Marvel Knights, which is the initiative that kept them from going bankrupt. Uh, so should we do a thing where we like release episodes of us just reading it in our night voice we can absolutely do that (laughs) (laughs) iron heart i didn't know that i didn't know marvel knights was yeah that was like the thing that saved them from going bankrupt i didn't realize it was that big of a thing for them yeah i remember it but i didn't know it was well it was a big deal and it was such a big deal that it went from being its own imprint to just kind of being those characters continuity titles right Mm -hmm. Like, all the Black Panther Knights stuff just gets recollected now as Black Panther. Uh, hmm. um, I think they're bringing back the Knights label some ahead of this. Yeah. But, like, I've got that whole Christopher Priest run that was that. That's just, there's no mention of Marvel Knights in it at all. Ironheart, number one, is also out. Written by Eve Ewing and making shitty pissants on the internet cry. Good. Yes. Fuck those shitty pissants. But don't. <laughs> no, but but yeah, don't don't give yeah. them. Yeah, I, I I caught a little bit of that progeny. when I was messing around on Twitter. There was there's some yeah. unhappy people with this. Some unhappy, not great people. It sounds. Yeah. But. I know we don't talk about this kind of shit much on here because we don't like to give yeah airwaves to. But like, shut the fuck up. Just yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you don't want to read the thing, don't, don't read, read the, the fucking thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Ruin it for the rest of us who do want it. Stop complaining that people who aren't like you have more talent right. than you. Right. Fuck the fuck right off. Spend that time you spend harassing them and complaining, I don't know, getting better at what you do. The mm. Ironheart book led into uh, a conversation with Gail Simone where they were, you know, just incredibly rude and yeah. terrible to her. And I, I just don't understand it. I, I just don't. These are people who... And I mean, there are some big names who also have gotten pulled into the comics gate thing. Mm-hmm. But by and large, the people who started are people who are mad that they don't have careers yeah. in comics. 
And some of them have released comics that you can find online and are just shitty racist tribe. Mm -hmm. What's sad is, like, there's a market for the shit that they're doing. There, There is. So yeah. focus on you and go be exactly. shitty people with your shitty people exactly. and don't fuck with good people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, just don't be shitty people. Just don't. No. So don't. fucking dumb. Like, the idea that being shitty and abusive to creators is ever going to lead to them having a job in these companies is yeah. just bug yeah. wild. Yeah. Also, they owe you nothing, no, motherfucker. That, see, now that's my point, is if... if it, I mean, the market always takes care of itself. If you were legitimately talent, more talented than this person you would find a way to be in front of this person. Like, I, I just... Not I necessarily. I mean, well, it doesn't always like, work like that. It's but. a triangle. It's talent, friendliness, speed. If you don't have talent and, add and networking in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, networking also. <laughs> but my point is, is it may not be at one of the bigger companies. It may not be, you know, yeah. the exact position you want. But you would be better off than you are, which is sitting here complaining on Twitter that yeah. somebody's got yeah, more than you don't do. Don't complain. Just yeah. go to work. Well, there's the also thing. this attitude inside that movement that says people who write comics are just comic writing machines, not creatives. There's a one of the tenets of that movement is people who write comics should not gain any kind of celebrity status or notoriety for what they do. Uh, okay, that is a tenet so, of that platform. Okay, but then also like novelists shouldn't, and also painters shouldn't. Right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I. Uh, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever. It heard. There is no reason for us to like not bring these people up to like not lift these people up that we love no, yeah like promoting the creators makes the books better and it's something right. we've said all the time if you're having trouble finding where to start if you find a creator whose work you write like that's an easier thing to follow than, yeah, absolutely you know, right it's stupid people are it's fucking dumb whiny dumb people masturbating to themselves essentially <laughs> It wouldn't, <laughs> Those are images it wouldn't, I don't need. If it wasn't to themselves, it wouldn't be master. You can mind. masturbate to other people. Yeah. I, well, I guess to. But you can only masturbate yourself. Yeah. You can master. Okay. The direct object <laughs> of masturbation works. is always you. Yes. But the indirect object doesn't have to be you. Too. Right. Maybe not all of us are tall and skinny models. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Oh, that awesome. was too good not yeah, to take. That's, that's a good one. Uh, um, oh no, I've started a thing. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who have gotten entirely too harass, too much harassment, or any harassment, which is already too much, but have taken way too much shit from shitbirds online. Chelsea Kane has a new book coming oh, up. I thought it was October already. Okay, <laughs> uh, she's writing a vision miniseries that I'm super really excited nice. for. What did you said Chelsea Kane? Yes. I'm not familiar. Mockingbird. Oh, okay. She wrote Mockingbird, okay. mm-hmm. which is so funny and so good. And so good. So, so good. Like, it is up there with Unstoppable Wasp. It's yeah. just like funny, good, bright books. Um, this is about the relationship between Vision and Viv. Need uh, it. Need yep. it. We have another Web of Venom one shot. This one is about Carnage mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be important to the mythology of what's going mm-hmm. on. Deals with Cletus Cassidy being killed and venomized. Mm-hmm. And then here's another Gen 1. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Han Solo Imperial Cadet written by Robbie Thompson. Yeah, I am all about this. Every bit of it. Especially the Robbie Thompson part. So and, good. And then the Deep Roots trade comes out yeah. from Vault. Yes. Which Deep Roots is so, so good. Read it. All right, now it's time for Longbox Book Report. It's a Longbox Book Report. 
You got to sing it twice. Congratulations. <laughs> That's why you did that. <laughs> no. You intentionally forgot. I didn't. I just forgot to put solicitations in my notes because okay. I was cleaning up live show show notes. I didn't get to finish watching this, so. Oh. How about the talking? Okay. You have missed out. I, I'm I now, know. I'm confused because I had made the comment earlier when we were talking about Buck Wild Science that you should wait till episode four. I'm not sure which is worse, four or three now. <laughs> I thought you said five. No, five isn't the the Five crazy is the one, one in the city. Yeah, that's not the crazy science one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is because they all are, <laughs> but it's not the one that jumped out at me. Today we're talking about episode three, which is Falling Red Star, yes. which I think last time I said might be my favorite episode. It's pretty good. It might be mine now, too, after a rewatch of it. So there is a nuclear-powered satellite, quote, heading towards unexplored swamp area of southeastern United States, extremely dangerous. Yes. Mm. As the episode starts, we find Swamp Thing using science to revive a dying plant, which he absorbs into his body and then grows out as a finger. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, he does absorb that plant into his body, and now it is a part of him. Yes. Alex. Which I thought Plant Voltron as soon as that happened. It is still distinctly (laughs) that plant, though. Well, yeah, when he calls that one forth, but it is a part of him now. Did you say the title to the episode? I did. Falling Red Star. Yeah. All right. I also want to point out that before that even happens, the guy, the news announcer guy says nuclear. Yeah. Uh, and I was oh, like, oh, no, sir. There are no, that happens three in times in the episode, oh, at Jesus. least. And I was like, Where, there's a second you in that word now. Nuclear. Yeah. Which. Somebody's guys, from the South. Guys, let me tell you. Did George W. Bush watch a lot of Swamp Thing? Maybe. Maybe. <gasps> oh, my God. A lot more stuff would make sense now. So much stuff. Yes. I worry about anybody that learned their science from this TV show. And yet, then he made Anton Arcane his vice president. <laughs> uh, as Swampy pulls in and revives the flower, Delbert comments, With magic like that, Swampy, you could do a big buck birthday parties. Yeah. Swampy Good explains that this is science. Science, magic, who cares? I bet I can get you booked on TV. <laughs> Yes, this child can get you booked on TV. And honestly, for this cartoon, he probably can. (laughs) Swampy sends them home so he can get some work done. At which point, Delbert... Delbert... Delbert started this episode a lot. But where he he is, is, it is maximum Delbert. He owns the space. Time for us to leaf! Get it? Leaf! It's a plant (laughs) joke! It'll grow on you! (laughs) JT. That was so bad, it turned Swampy green. (laughs) In the, in the moment that he turned the kids away from the swamp buggy, I was like, no, but we know why. But, like, we know why, though. He immediately regrets having ever saved them. Yeah. Um, as they are going down the elevator out of his tree. Yeah. Yeah. The satellite snaps the cable and Swampy catches it, which leads me to this note. And I'm sure this is not the first time I should have made this note. Swamp thing. Law of conservation of matter. Oh, man. No, he, twice in this episode he does the same yeah. thing. But uh, first thing, the elevator. That was a very Ewok, like, he stole that, that blueprint from the Ewoks. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's a very Ewok elevator. But yeah, he, uh, he just grows, not seemingly absorbing anything or gaining anything, but gets super huge to catch yeah. them before they fall. It, he's, we've already decided that all that is in the Z-space. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Z-space. That's true. They keep that extra mass for Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, we had a debate about Z-Space and bags of holding and 450 pounds of chum. 
during D&D this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All of that is starting to make a lot more sense now. At this point, and you're welcome to interject with oh, plot sure. points too, wherever sure. your notes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swap things stereotyped Native American friend and black friend arrive to tell him about the satellite. Mm-hmm. The stereotyping in this episode is very... I mean, all of them is very yeah. bad, it's I very guess. Bad. Yes. But also, all three men, at least, um, sound like John Wayne. A little bit. They, yes, they do have that, they do. that speech rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I did wonder during this, while well, re-watching this, and I think this is the third time I've watched this episode. <laughs> it's a good one, though. I've watched Swamp Thing multiple times through now. <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> I love it in a way that is probably not... I love it. I don't care. He loves it. But I did wonder during this one if anyone ever recorded in the same studio with anyone else ever. Probably not. Yeah, based on the product, I would assume no. We have one microphone and a broom closet. Yeah. We'll just need you to form a single file line. (laughs) They tell Swampy that the satellite uh, about the satellite and that a government containment team is coming but they're 24 hours out so swampy has to contain it before it kills all life in the swamp here was another nuclear once we go over to anton arcane <laughs> who says it correctly twice and then all he's monologuing to himself says nuclear mm-hmm. that just makes me wonder if like somebody corrected him Incredibly. to nuclear yeah yeah but no every time after that he says nuclear again yep it's just when he gets really, really excited. I think it was Skin Man or something was the one that really jumped out at me. Yeah. It was one of the unmen. Uh, Arcane wants the satellite so he can build a team of super unmen. How is... Okay, he he's... Did he build the unmen? I don't remember this. Uh, yes. He put him in the transducer, what? which made him into unmen. Okay. And now he's going to put him in the super transducer to make them right. double mutants. He only ever has three people around him. Yes. Yeah. I think everybody else has learned to stay the fuck away. Yeah. Well, that, that is his army. army. His <laughs> army is three people deep. Oh, good. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An army of three mm-hmm. that are very incompetent as it is. But seemingly more competent than Arcane uh, himself. Yeah. So. I mean, to be fair, Omak's a one-man army corps, so mm. that's what that stands for. Oh, um, <laughs> I thought you meant the thing from uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's old Mac. Isn't that what you said? Old I said Omak. Oh, Omak. Oh, yeah. all right. Uh, oh, Olmec is a one-man army, though. I'm saying. Yeah. No, he's got those temple guards. Well, that's true. true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. True. Uh, oh, also, Anton Arcane wants to make himself invincible. Mm-hmm. No biggie. Yep. <laughs> we Have fun trying. And the reason, by the way, that I referred to Swamp Thing's friends as his Native American friend and black friend is because he does say the name Swamp Buggy before he ever says either of their names. The swamp buggy gets better branded than either of them. Well, they them had to sell that toy. Essence. Exactly. And let's be realistic. It was the 90s. They knew they weren't going to sell many Bayou Jacks or... Uh, yeah, Tomahawks. Tomahawks. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can find a Delbert action figure. <laughs> if you can, get it. Oh, yeah. That's happening. Here is. There were a lot of really great lines in this one. Most yeah. of my notes are just lines. Are you concerned that my mutants could get more mutated? Yeah, that was <laughs> double mutant. <laughs> double mutant across the sky. What then, does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> then Bayou Jack gets turned into a praying mantis. Yeah. Tomahawk tries to remind Jack that Swampy is his best friend. Mm-hmm. Jack tries to eat Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. 
we go to the tree lab. Yeah, I love tree that. lab I love three thousand. Yeah, I love as that I call it so much. When he said, "I'll take it back to my tree lab," and I was like, "I want a tree lab so bad." I'm trying to come up with the song for that. <laughs> uh, we talked a while back about how Tomahawk has a bow and arrow that literally shoots arrow symbols. This is one of those moments when it gets used. Oh, and we didn't talk about how. Uh, there's a couple things we skipped over here. Um, one that when Skin Man takes the nuclear fuel. He siphons it out of the satellite into a gas can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's really not how this works. Uh-huh. Um, huh. No, then, there's no understanding of lu- nuclear physics at all in yeah. this episode, nope. which we will get to later yeah. when Swampy saves the day. Yes. Well, uh, that, that's because it's not nuclear, honestly. It's nuclear. Nuclear, yeah. which is totally different. It's like Notice. gasoline. But uh, <laughs> the other one was that how he transformed Bayou Jack into a Frank Manus. Do you remember this? Go for it. It was a mutation torpedo. Yep. He launched it straight at him. <laughs> yep. And we did get more sightings of the downvote <laughs> yeah. this time, too. Well, and it's like, I finally get to use my mutation torpedo. Exactly. He's just been sitting on this, oh, saving yeah. it for yep. a rainy day. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, has to be the perfect moment. Another great Anton Arcane line. I love radioactive power. It's so unstable. <laughs> 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 yep. Who's yeah. the first to enter the atomic age of Unmen? Oh, yeah, then they all start fighting over it. Yeah. Which at this point Swamp Thing realizes this is a serious problem because quote If Arcane can turn a nice guy like Bayou Jack into something like that, no one's safe. That's why I've been working on my Venus flytrap. Yeah. Mm. That's no, why? like you do. That's yep. why. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you got to the Venus tri- flytrap no, part, but sure it, was, didn't. it was amazing. It's a Venus flytrap that you drop a person who's been transformed with nuclear transduction into, uh-huh. and it sucks out the transdu- the nuclear transduction and turns them and human again. it sounds horrifically I- painful. Yes. He was... Someone's like, you've got to stop that. You're killing him. And Swamp Thing's like, wait. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Yeah. Feed me, Swampy. Yeah. Feed me all night long. Okay. Yeah, but this that's, this that's not how okay. it turns out the Venus flytrap wasn't the best plan though. Yeah. Um no, no, it wasn't? No. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Okay. We'll get there. Uh Weed Killer gets his upgrade and he's now a glowing centipede headed man. Mm-hmm. As Tomahawk and Swamp Thing and Bayou Jack head to track down the double mutated unmen. We get the declaration, we're too late, Jack. These unmen footprints are larger than normal. Yeah. Big, and radioactive. Big, Bigfoot unmen. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, at which point, Anton Arcane declares, poor little muckman has met his match. His nuclear match. <laughs> which That was another thing talking about those footprints. Because they are all three very much the same size yeah. that they were before. So apparently only their feet grew. <laughs> Well, you know what they say about unmen with big feet? <laughs> they're nuclear power. They're, 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 they're double mutated. <laughs> yes. Um, this episode is like putting space in front of anything and it being futuristic, you know. Yeah. That, no, that's space exactly man, what it is. Space man, space alien, yeah. space force. <laughs> I'm starting to think actually a lot of the Republican Party's understanding of science might be based on this episode of Swamp Thing. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, we're fucked. Because <laughs> um, anytime, anytime they're like, this is intimidating, it's the nuclear blank. 
Uh, we have. Did you did you take note of the best rhyme in this episode? No, I didn't write down any of the rhymes. All right, here's my favorite rhyme of the rhyme of this episode, yeah. and maybe the series. When the satellite fuels made our atoms dance, Swamp Thing didn't have a chance. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I mean, good. Jack and Tomahawk rescue Swamp Thing, who's been, you know, basically killed by these radioactive unmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they dump him in the swamp to revive him. I think okay. that might That's... be where Tomahawk used his downvote with the curve shot, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He somehow shot the the arrow, the funny arrow that we talked about last time, straight until it got to the endman, and then it started looping around them. Oh, no. That huh. was when Swamp Thing tied himself to it, and then it went, and Swamp Thing's tether is what... Cause the oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was okay. anchored to Swamp Thing. So it was a dodgeball situation. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Not dodgeball. Uh, what's the ball with the... Your, the ball is on tether a ball. Ball. Tether, tether ball. Tether ball. Mm-hmm. The, the a, ball that's tethered? It was a tether ball situation. <laughs> we had already said tether i had even said tether i know oh it's so good so eventually they subdue the admin and uh i don't know if it was jack or swamp thing who says read them their rights tomahawk yeah Tomahawk says, you have the right not to remain radioactive. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. No, no. Yeah, that is not how it works. <laughs> but. I know. Socialism, right? <laughs> Let me tell you that uh, one of them, I, I think it was Arcane. It may not have been. It may have been one of the other ones, but they used the term muck encrusted. And that one I put right up there with Gagamagad as, as <laughs> yeah. just, just a encrusted. beautiful flow of words. Muck encrusted. Yeah. I dig Muck that. encrusted. <laughs> Uh, so they subdue the unmen. They suck out the radiation using the flytrap. This is where it starts to go wrong, Jenna. Mm. They dump all three of them in that Venus flytrap, and no. then Rita Repulsa makes her monster grow. Uh huh. Now the flytrap gonna... mutates and attacks everyone. And <laughs> per my notes, Audrey Two style. <laughs> nice. It takes all the radiation, dumps the unmen, but now it has the radiation. So now it is a kaiju. <laughs> so Swamp Thing yes. does the only logical thing in this scenario. Would you uh-huh. like actually? Jen, I would like you, like you to guess what Swamp Thing's solution to this particular issue is. I mean, it only makes scientific sense. This yes. is exactly it only, okay. It only makes scientific sense. Yes. Um, well, it's not going to be to kill the giant plant monster. No, uh, that would not solve your problem. Because really, the plant monster is an innocent bystander right, of right. Alec Holland's bad science. It's yes. very much the whole Yerk controller relationship. Yeah. Okay. The problem is not the flytrap. Because there is kind of a B-plot to this that is very subtle, maybe like a C-plot, that is Alec Holland very concerned for his ability to still do science yes. now that he is yes. a plant man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe he just doesn't have those chops anymore and that's why the plant mutated. Who does, knows? does he science it? Uh, does anyone really science it in the show? <laughs> does he science it in the parameters of the show science? I would yes, say. it is 100% in the parameters of the show. Yes. Does he absorb all the new Yes! Nuclear That's exactly stuff? what he does. He absorbs it into himself and then puts it back into the satellite that fell to Earth and was damaged. Are you the, fu- no, the fuel tank of the satellite. He basically, like... Pees it out? Well... 
in effect, like not. Yeah. But he Calvin's it. it. Yeah, that's he a, Calvin's but, right onto that satellite. It's, it's like I, it's just what, him. He's like, and then, uh, and then, but my absolute best part of that is right. Okay, so this radiation is taken. It's put in in a gas can. It's put in a transducer. It's put in the unmin. It's put in the fly trap. It's now put into swamp thing. It's put back into the fuel canister of the satellite. And then, wow, nuclear power is super efficient. No, 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 no it's, it's not. only no, super. It's not. No, it's nuclear a, is nuclear. Yeah, it. Uh, the I the refuse. government. The government comes in and they get the satellite and they're like, "Wow, not a drop of nuclear <laughs> nuclear power is missing." And I was like, "Okay, wait." <laughs> After ninety-two possession changes of this nuclear power, and not a drop of it is missing. That was the part that really got and me. And that's the power of the green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it isn't easy. Oh, it, 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 no, green. no, it's not, Kermit. Oh my God! Why are there? So many songs. We can't afford about it. We can't afford it. <laughs> there was also a moment wow. when uh, Skin Man, I don't know if you're towards the end here, but a Skin Man is like fighting, I think it was Tomahawk, and he just walks up to Tomahawk and kind of does like a force push. <laughs> Did you catch this? No. Oh, yeah. He just kind of sticks his hands out and then Tomahawk just flies away. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they didn't talk to each other. They didn't like <laughs> contact each other at all. But. <laughs> Oh, that's just TV fight choreography. That's just for safety. <laughs> Makes sense. Nice. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, that's it. We're that's done. That's it. Okay, We're so good news is that they do have um, Tomahawk and his downvote arrow that you oh, can buy. Awesome. Also, I'm pretty sure I used to have the swamp buggy. Yeah. And may still have it. He called it a marsh buggy at one point. Did y'all catch that too? Mm-hmm. He changed the name of it and I was like, no, 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 we've already branded that. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's not and how this works. Just for those keeping track at home, this one had the good theme song. Yes. This episode had the good yeah. theme song. And they do also have the um, all the action figures from episode two. Nice. So you can get those Animorphs inspired <laughs> or things that inspired the Animorphs. I don't know which way this works. Probably inspired the Animorphs. This whole time I thought you were looking up the double G string. <laughs> I thought about it, but then I'd have to go into like secure mode. I don't want to remember my history. <laughs> All right. Well, we would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro. Uh, we are available on your podcatching platform of choice. And if not, let us know. We'll try to get there. You can also listen to us on our website at panelologypodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at panelology. Uh, we did Dragon Con last week. If you haven't listened to that yeah. episode, it was a lot of fun. And the three of us, along with Meg, do Minds at Yerk, our Animorphs reread, or in Tim's case, first read podcast. We're recording another episode this week. It'll be out next week, but we've got seven out so far. So catch up on that if you haven't had a chance already. It is every bit as on topic as this show. <laughs> Yes, definitely that. And I'm going to say already, I've got some fun animal trivia planned oh, for this Oh, good. Is it more bat fellatio? Uh, bats are tangentially involved, but okay. it is really about moths. Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Me either. Wait until you learn this one moth trick that drives bats crazy in bed. Clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> Clickbait Click title. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I saw uh, that one on BuzzFeed. It was great. I thought you were like mad at Alex for his clickbait. No. (laughs) Dang it, every time I click on these. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can listen to that at mindsatyerk.com or on various podcatching platforms. Yerk is Y-E-E-R-K. Jen, you were on a couple of things at Dragon Con that weren't. I was, yeah. Um, I did the Breaking the Panel panel, the comic flicks, the good, the bad, and Breaking the Panel. And Um, gave no divisive opinions. (laughs) None. None. None divisive (laughs) opinions. All of them were divisive. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you can check that out over on their feed. I know that they're on Google Play and iTunes and all that other jazz or on their website. Uh, I just did the Doppler effect thing. <laughs> um, I was also at the last minute asked to join the um, awesome women in new in digital media panel, yep. which was so much fun. It was a lot of fun, and it was not a lot of fun running from the game hall in America's Mart One all the way to the basement of the Hilton in Ew. under ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, but that was really cool, and I'm super thankful that I got to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what else did I do? You did... Oh, ask a creator anything. Yep. That's it, right? That's four? Is that four? Uh, yeah, that's four. Yes, that's okay. four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said earlier, we're going to have some sort of Dragon Con related content that will be coming up Yeah. before the end of the month, and maybe some comes after that, but going to try to knock it out as soon as possible Indeed. and get it up and posted. Yeah. Anything else? Thanks to everybody who came and saw us and yes. hung out and said hey. And, and we're awesome. Dragon Con and the podcasting panel for having us. Hell yeah. That was badass. All right. Anything else? Tim, you want to... Anything Anything you want to... Tim yeah. came and wore an awesome Andalite shirt. It was badass. Yeah. It was. I should take a picture of that. And you, should. It. you should. It's so yeah. good. We made Tim answer a question so that now he can't say he's never answered questions yeah. in a panel. He snapped <laughs> that in on me when I was trapped in front of a microphone. I did. Yeah. I'm the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Tim. And until then, we, we fight. fight. Sorry, all I can hear is...